0: Was
1: a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Jeff Harding. I'm sitting in for Kyle Case. Joining me in studio today is Derek Campbell. Derek, how are you?
2: Jeffrey, I am fantastic. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing well and you look fantastic, Derek. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. And you sound fantastic as well. Thank you. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's getting uh, that time of year, isn't it?
2: Yes, it is. It is that time of year. Which Is time of year? This time of year.
1: It's the time of year when we're getting close to the rates going up for the Huntsman World Senior Games. The early bird season ends the end of this month, first of next month.
2: Yes, yes. That's uh, time for everybody to hurry and get their registrations in, save a few dollars.
1: That's right. Well, that's 20 bucks. That's more than a few. I know. <laughs> so, Derek, a few a few weeks ago, you and I were here at this show, and we talked about the top exercise fads of the 50s and 60s from the website 247 Wall Street. And I thought it would be fun to talk, look at the next 20 years, the 70s and 80s.
2: Well, good. I was hoping uh, I'd get to review that information because I'd fit more into that category.
1: Yes, I, I, you, you did seem to be a little confused by some of the things we <laughs> talked about. Yes. All right. Well, in 1970, the top exercise fad was electronic muscle stimulation, and that's where you put the electrodes... On your body, and it sent out a pulse, so your muscles would voluntarily, involuntarily flinch. Yeah, so
2: I, I've experienced that before at the chiropractor.
1: <laughs> so that was a big thing. They found that it really didn't work, though. Uh, you you did get shocked, but your muscles didn't get any tone. Uh-huh. The next year, 1971, was leather and lead bracelets, which were basically arm weights. Huh. So, and I think Arnold Schwarzenegger was the the model for that. He'd walk around with these arm bracelets on, and and you know, of course, he had. Big muscles, but not from arm bracelets.
2: Yeah, you'd have to carry some pretty big bracelets to tone up.
1: Yeah. In 1972, it was Nautilus sports equipment. Are you familiar with Nautilus equipment?
2: Uh, I've heard of Nautilus, but I don't know if it's in that...
1: Uh... Well, it's kind of like the Universal Gym. Okay. Where, yeah. you know, you have all the all the different yeah. exercises you can do on the same machine. Yeah. So that became... That was a big thing in 1972. 1973 was Slender
2: Bender. Never heard of that one.
1: It was kind of a... I remember it. It was a cot... You could do sit ups on, so it was like to exercise your waist. It was mostly geared towards women. Hmm. So slender bender. The next one was air shorts in nineteen seventy four. They were they were they were shorts that you'd put on and you'd fill with uh air. Yeah. Like an inner tube tire. Uh huh. And then it would massage your muscles and, and kinda of shape your body. Sounds weird. Yeah, that's why it was back in nineteen seventy four. <laughs> the next one was Lake Beauty Kits and they were rubber resistance bands and you'd hook, hook them over your feet and point your toes and pull and it was supposed to make your legs nice and shapely again geared towards ladies in 1976 it was speed bag training I think rocky movie you oh, know the, okay. the punching yeah. bag yeah yeah so i, nice I, I sound remember, effect. yeah well thank that you it was pretty accurate <laughs> in 1977 it was bodybuilding Again, Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. had a thing to do with that. His movie came out that year. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, Pumping Iron, I think. Okay. So bodybuilding became big in 1978. It was treadmills. Yeah. In 1970, 1970- <laughs> <laughs> jump in anytime <laughs> here. You want to say something, Derek?
2: All right, I'm going to let you keep ripping through these. Those, these are good to hear. In
1: 1979, it was roller skating, and I remember uh, lots of TV shows featured people on roller skates that year, and. Uh, in fact, if you see, you see a movie occasionally, you see them on Monroes' case. All that's from the late seventies. Nineteen eighty was gravity boots. So that's the boots you would put on and you'd hang upside down from.
2: <laughs> I, I definitely saw door those door jams. Yeah, <laughs> those are toys.
1: <laughs> now they are. Yeah. In nineteen eighty-one, the fad was Denise Austin, who was an exercise guru, and she got her big break on the Jack LaLanne show. And we talked about Jack LaLanne last time.
2: Yeah, so. I know who he is now. Oh, good. But I don't know Denise Austin very well.
1: I I remember her being advertised I'll as being to look an exercise that one up guru too. In 1982, it's another woman, Jane Fonda's workout.
2: I've heard of that.
1: She was wearing the warm-ups and all stretched yeah. out. And and then in 1983, it was a 20-minute workout, something you could do just 20 minutes at a time and, and get your exercise in.
2: Yeah, I like that one.
1: 1984 was Jazzercise. <laughs>
2: I love Jazzercising. I know what that one is. <laughs> in 1985, go ahead. Yeah, that's a, that's a great uh opportunity to look that up on youtube and,
1: <laughs> and see people
2: sizing. it really takes style man you really yeah. have to be able to do kind that for under the
1: zumba and stuff like <laughs> that yeah in 1985 personal trainers made the big stop yeah. and, and everyone have a personal trainer so it wasn't about groups it was about you
2: yeah very underrated group but uh, they're uh, it definitely has its spot.
1: Like, oh, yeah. Personal trainers are awesome. And, and they're still around, but they're just not the number one. Yeah. Uh, 1986 was Blowf- Bowflex Home Gyms. And that was one with the big oh, rubber yeah. bands that yeah. that would create different resistance for the different machines, different workouts. And 1987, I know you're big with this one, It was Buns of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> 1988 was Sweating to the Oldies with Richard Simmons. Isn't it ironic that we go from Buns of Steel to Richard Simmons? Yes. Yes, we love Richard Simmons. <laughs> In nineteen eighty nine was the abdominizer, which mm. was just kind of a little curved uh thing that you would sit on and do sit ups to give you great abs. Huh. Obviously I didn't use it, but hey, what the heck?
2: You could now though, Jeff.
1: I could well
2: <laughs> go buy one at the antique shop and uh,
1: <laughs> the second hand store or something,
2: huh? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, that, uh, that takes us up to seventy nine or 1989, <laughs> and that takes care of the 70s and 80s. Uh,
2: yeah, some good uh, fads in there.
1: Yeah, some, some fun stuff.
2: But also some awesome programs, S- too. Some,
1: some things that have, that have test, stood the test of time. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. That's cool.
1: So joining us by phone today is registered, registered dietitian, Ph.D., Dr. Cindy Dallow. Dr. Dallow, how are you?
0: Good, how are you?
1: I'm fine. Do you remember any of those fads from the day?
0: I do. <laughs> I actually remember Jack Lane.
1: Well, I did too. See, we're, we're, co- we're probably closer to the same age than Derek. Derek's quite a bit younger than me. And so when we talked about him last time, he had to look him up on his Google phone while we were talking about, so you know who he was.
0: Oh, no, I remember seeing him on TV when I was very young, and my mom was doing some of the exercises that he was doing on TV. So.
1: You know, yep. our our guest last week said the same thing, and I did too. I remember watching my mom have a chair in the living room doing mm-hmm. exercises in her stirrup pants to Jack LaLanne.
0: Oh, <laughs> yep, I remember.
1: That brought back some memories, too, stirrup pants, didn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm,
0: and I remember roller skating in 1979, and I remember yeah. quite a few of those, actually. And
1: then roller blades came in and replaced the, the roller skating. Yep.
0: Yes, they did. Exactly.
1: So Dr. Cindy is a registered dietitian. She lives in Greeley, Colorado, and she specializes in sports, nutrition, and intuitive eating. And that's kind of mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about today. You've, you've been in the field of nutrition and exercise for 30 years along with your husband, Dr. Kurt mm-hmm. Dallow. So when they say mm-hmm. Dr. Dallow, do you both turn around?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although I don't I don't hear it for me. I hear it for him all the time. Uh. I, I rarely hear it directed toward me, which is uh, something that we kind of laugh about.
1: Well, now he's, okay. he's, he's a physician, right?
0: Right. He's an MD and I'm and a PhD. And you're
1: a PhD. Yeah. So yep. I, I, I once had a, a PhD say that his daughter described me as the kind of doctor that doesn't help anybody.
0: No. <laughs> How funny. Funny. Well, <laughs> I, I refer to it as being a postal digger. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So um, today we're, we're going to look at we, we talk about a lot of things about fad diets, and we've talked about, eating and nutrition, but today I thought we'd, we'd do something a little different. we we'll talk about foods that maybe get a bad reputation, but are actually good for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, what would be the first food that you would bring up that people think are, are bad, but is actually good for you?
0: The first one that comes to my mind is bread or pasta, because um, most people I talk to think that bread is fattening mm-hmm. or pasta is fattening. And, um many, many people that I talk to are not eating bread and avoiding pasta because they think it's fattening. And it's, uh, and that's just not true. And bread can be a really good source of B vitamins, fiber, um, actually potassium Mm -hmm. and quite a few nutrients. And, um, it's, it's not fattening. It's what goes on these foods is usually what's fat.
1: <laughs> you mean I shouldn't eat my Nutella or my my inch of peanut butter on my, my piece of toast? <laughs>
0: yeah, that might do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: so why is it that people feel that bread and pasta is fattening? What's the myth that uh, we're we're busting?
0: Well, people think that, and and I've seen this out there in the media that um, you know bread is you know is fattening because it's high in sugar. And um, so, you know, I, people aren't eating it. The paleo diet's really popular and it it totally eliminates whole grains. Um, What's the other one that's real popular right now? I'm blanking on, but both of them eliminate whole grains. And what's really interesting, I think, is that one of the most healthy ways of eating the Mediterranean diet which has had, which has shown in research, study after study, having some pretty significant health benefits. It's a diet that actually has a fair amount of bread and pasta in it. But I was just reading the other day that um, people who follow the Mediterranean diet are a much lower risk for type two diabetes, and in those who have type two diabetes, compared to other diets, the Mediterranean diet has the biggest effect on more on controlling. Um, glycemic control and lowering the hemoglobin A one C. And again, it is a diet that has plenty of bread and pasta. Interesting. So now I have yeah, go- it really is.
1: I was curious, are there types of breads that are better for you than others?
0: Definitely. And you know, whole and I'm I'm you know, whole grain bread is better for you than the white bread of course, because mm-hmm. whole grain bread has not had the fiber removed. And so it's higher in fiber, which is is good just in and of itself. Um, But whole grain breads tend to to be higher in the B vitamins and other nutrients. So white bread doesn't have a lot of nutritional value, but it's really not as bad for you as people think that it is. Mm -hmm. And in the Mediterranean countries, they eat lots of bread. Now their bread is dipped in olive oil and olive oil is a monounsaturated fat. And it's um, the whole Mediterranean diet is high in um olive oil and that is one of the beliefs about why it's so good for you because olive oil is unsaturated versus uh-huh. using butter or coconut oil, which is another subject.
1: Okay, just, um, just stop for a second. Let's so, let's talk about the difference between a saturated fat and an unsaturated fat. What what yeah, is the difference yeah. between the two?
0: Well just Um, in terms of looking at them, a saturated fat is solid at room temperature Mm -hmm. and an unsaturated fat is liquid at room temperature. Saturated fats, um, I mean, on a chemical level, all of their hydro, all of the carbon atoms are saturated with hydrogen, whereas in an unsaturated fat, there's double bonds. They're not all saturated with hydrogen. Mm -hmm. And of course people will say, well, what difference does that make? It makes a huge difference when we metabolize these fats. Right. So the saturated fats are the ones that, bottom line, tend to make us produce more cholesterol and more LDL, which Mm -hmm. are the bad guys. Right. And then the unsaturated fats don't do that. So that's why, you know, we've all been told to use more unsaturated fat. And that's still true. I mean, the studies still show that to be true.
1: Yeah. So it's good to yeah. know. I mean, I think we hear those terms a lot, but we don't always know what they mean to us in the real world application. Right. So that's sure. good to know.
0: Sure. And I get that. And that's that's why we have dietitians, right? That's, that's, why,
1: <laughs> that's the reason you're here. You're here to help us understand <laughs> these things.
0: So eating a Mediterranean oh,
2: diet with uh, the breads and the olive oil, that's fine and normal? You can do that without uh, causing...
0: Too much arteries? complication, or well, and I I do want to say this too, though the Mediterranean diet is a plant-based diet, so it is very high in fruits and vegetables, and has some bread in it. But it's I I I haven't seen the you know the actual amounts of bread, but um, they do eat bread and pasta, but they also eat a lot of fruit and, fruits and vegetables. So this diet is um, very high in fiber and um, phytochemicals and all kinds of things that are good for us in the fruits and vegetables. It's also very low in red meat. They have red meat maybe twice a month. It's not totally eliminated, but they have it kind of infrequently and in much smaller um, serving sizes. And um, they have more fish and chicken. So you have to kind of look at the whole picture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they also drink red wine, but, you know. um, Which makes it all work. it, It
1: doesn't matter. As long as you get the red wine, it doesn't matter what else you're eating, right?
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> no, no. Um, so, but you have to look at the whole diet, but I just think it's interesting that that diet is one of, there's two, there's, there are actually two diets that have the biggest effect, effects on our health. And one is the Mediterranean diet and the other one is the DASH diet. And they're both very similar. They overlap. They're both plant-based, relatively lower in fat. Um, the DASH diet is, um has almonds in it and, and low-fat dairy products, but it has shown to have pretty significant effects on blood pressure, just the same amount wow. as medicine does.
1: Wow, that's impressive.
0: And it also has plenty of whole grains in it. So, really, there's really no reason to avoid bread. It, bread has really gotten a bad name, and... I think it's fine. Well, it's just good to know
1: that I bucked the trend because I still eat bread.
2: <laughs> well, you look at the good. old food pyramid and uh, breads and grains are at the bottom mm-hmm, with a very, very mm-hmm. large section. And,
0: so, and, you know, as an athlete, too, and for people competing in the games and the senior games, that uh-huh. um, you want the carbohydrates. You need the right. carbohydrates for energy, and that's mm-hmm. an excellent source of carbohydrates.
1: If you're just joining us, you're listening to St. George News Radio, 1450 AM. We're talking with Dr. Cindy Dallow on the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. And we're talking about foods that maybe get a bad rap that are actually good for you. Mm -hmm. I I think I cut you off a little bit there. Sorry, uh, Cindy. That's okay. So let's move on to the next one. Another one is maybe fruit.
0: Yes, and kind of along the same lines. It's kind of for the same reason. I talk to a lot of people who don't eat fruit because they say it's all sugar you know so it's it's bad for you and so they limit their fruits and one of the most popular diets a few years ago um that was created by a cardiologist and again I'm going to blank on it um that uh, what was it 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 was a very low carbohydrate diet and people were following it and he 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 said no no fruits for the first 2 weeks wow. and so that kind of started the whole um, thinking that fruit is bad for you, fruit is full of sugar, and I see it all the time, all the time in clients that I work with that they avoid fruit, or they avoid bananas, because bananas, people think bananas are high in starch, and so they don't eat them, and really, fruit is so good for you. I love has, fruit. Yeah, fresh fruit, frozen fruit, either one, It's just, it's it. you know, when you look at cancer prevention, right now, there's a lot of studies looking at, the thousands of components and fruits and vegetables that are anti-carcinogenic. Mm-hmm. And they're all in fruits and vegetables. And so when you eliminate fruit, you're eliminating a lot of nutrients and nutrients that we're not aware of that may prevent cancer. Wow. So, and, and the amount of carbohydrate that's in an apple or a banana, I mean, you're talking less than a hundred grams, mm-hmm. you know, or less than a hundred calories. I mean, so it's, it's very low. They're they're high in fiber, very high in potassium. So there's just no reason to limit them. And again, the Mediterranean and the DASH diet are very high in fruit. So it's just interesting to me that these foods get such a bad rap.
1: Well, and the most important thing is, is that it, food tastes so good. Right. I mean,
0: right.
1: there's nothing better right. on a, when you come in from a hot summer's day and there's cold watermelon or cold...
0: Apples yeah. or cold something
1: sitting on the table waiting for you. I mean, yeah. there's just nothing better.
0: Yes. And I put blueberries on my cereal in the morning. I make smoothies with berries. You know, you can, you know, peaches. Mm-hmm. It, it's great to use the ones that are in season in Colorado here, probably in Utah as well. You know, in August, we get those uh, peaches from the... The, right. the Georgia uh, peaches? western slope. Oh, my gosh, oh, are they yeah.
1: so good. Well, you know, we... Down in the Saint George area, the temperatures are warmer, so we're usually a month ahead of everybody else. So yes, that's right. Right now, we're getting our apricots on. Our cherries mm-hmm. are are all gone now, and we're getting our apricots on. So, yeah, wow. great fruit.
0: And then um, another big thing, though, with fruit too, is that um, some of them have some of them are a good source of nitric oxide, which has actually been shown to improve athletic performance, especially cherries. Mm-hmm. And that's why cherry juice and tart cherry juice has become so popular. There really is really good research behind that. So I, I just can't see a single reason why people would not eat fruit.
1: Well, I can't either.
0: <laughs> can you see, <laughs> can you see one, Derek? <laughs>
2: no, no. I think we should all be just a little bit more fruity.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You want something? I know
0: quite a few fruity people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's because they're eating fruit, but...
1: We actually have a health and wellness program at our office, and one of the requirements is that we have three servings of fruit a day? Uh, Two fruits and two vegetables at a minimum. A minimum, so...
0: As a minimum, yes. Now, in the Mediterranean diet, the traditional Mediterranean diet, people are eating up to nine servings of fruit and vegetables per day. Mm. That's a lot. That's way more than I probably eat, and I'm a Mm dietician. So um, it would take quite a change to to do that, but but then again, you know, you think about onions and peppers and things like that that you add to recipes. It mm. actually could add up pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. Now, let me ask yeah. you this, and I know it's a little bit out of your, your, your field of purview as a dietitian, but for bowel health, isn't fruit good for bowel health?
0: Yes, definitely. High-fiber foods help our bowels to move along. It prevents constipation, and um, fruit is high in fiber, Especially if you eat the skin. So instead of, you know, eating apples where the skin has been taken off, um, it's better to have the skin, you know, when possible. Mm -hmm. And it's just very good for bowel health and prevention of colon cancer.
1: I I hope you don't mind my slipping in that stinky subject, but we're okay. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) We all have bowels, Jeff. We do.
0: You can't talk about food without talking about the, you know, the other end. Of That's
1: food, true. So. Whatever goes, what goes in must come out.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> All right. Can you think of another fruit, another food? Excuse me, another food that might get a bad rap?
0: Um, I I was thinking of those two.
1: Maybe. Um, what Can about you guys? Eggs.
0: Oh eggs that's right yeah and and there's been some articles in the media that that have said you know eggs are not bad for you, but yeah, back in in the eighties, I was a cardiac dietitian, and so I was working with heart patients and, and that was when the big push was to um, tell people to not eat eggs um however, I will say the American Heart Association uh I thought did a good job because they they said that there's nothing wrong with eggs you know, up to, you know, three to five per week. It's just for the people who are, you know, eating, you know, three egg omelets every day (laughs) and also for people with um, a strong family history of heart disease. But eggs are one of the best sources of protein. Mm -hmm. If you look, you know, every protein has what's called an amino acid profile and that profile is based on how, quickly and easily amino acids are assimilated into protein in our bodies and the egg has the highest wow so it is it's one of it is the best protein really with meat right behind it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, it's quick. I mean, eggs are quick usually. You know, yeah. I mean, when you cook eggs, A three minute
1: egg. You know, so three minutes. Yeah,
0: I mean, when I was in college, I lived on eggs and peanut butter because they were so cheap. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> not together, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, anything that could work—you you never know. <laughs> There's been some strange yeah, combinations you that you know, you, never, you know. never
0: know. Yeah. Well, and and also one thing that's really important, I think, is for seniors. Um, and I'm I'm 57, so I I'm you know I'm getting up there. Um, we, uh one thing that's that's uh, been um, coming up in research studies lately is that as we get older, our protein needs to actually go up. And especially in athletes or people who are training for athletic events. And that's new. That's a new finding. And what I've noticed with people, I would say, 60 and above, they they tend to not eat much protein for breakfast, maybe a little bit at lunch, and mm-hmm. then they'll have this big serving or a bigger serving at, at dinner. Uh-huh. And two things, and I know I'm kind of getting off subject. I'm sorry. I should get back to the eggs. But just real <laughs> quick, the, our protein needs get higher, and especially if we're, we're active, and many people 16 and above are not meeting the protein needs. So eggs are one of the best ways to do that
1: we well, see. You, got, you brought us right back around.
0: See, I brought it right back,
2: Cindy. That's actually. <laughs> I'm glad you took that tangent. Um, that was one of the questions that I had. Is you know what can seniors do uh, as they progress in age, and do they need to do anything different with their diet? So that's a fantastic yeah. answer to a question that we didn't ask. So see, you're, yeah. you're connected.
1: You're connected. You, you knew exactly where he was going with that. So, Cindy, that's about all the time we have. Thank you so much for joining us. Just one last question: yep. What if you could just give them the listeners one piece of advice? as far as being active or or if they're sitting on the couch and they're just maybe trying to what what piece of advice would that be?
0: To be active, you mean? Yeah. Or, um
1: about being be active. Small,
0: about being at small steps. Every little bit helps. It doesn't have to be anything big. So every little bit helps. Um, it doesn't. You don't have to run marathons. You can just walk a block and get a lot of benefit out of that.
1: So just just do it. It's basically
0: just do just it. do it. But but small amounts are important.
1: That's, well. That's that good really advice. Are. I mean, you have to start somewhere, don't you?
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. You've been very informative and a great guest. A lot of fun. Thank, thank you. so Thank
0: you. This was fun.
1: So maybe we'll see you at the games.
0: All right. Oh, yes. I'm, I've got to do that one of these years. I will do that. <laughs>
1: all right. So that's all the time we have today. So we want to thank Dr. Dallow for joining us. Remember to join us each and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life on St. Jude, St. George News, 1450 a.m. You can also listen to this or any show at www.seniorgames.net. You can also subscribe to our podcast. Just search for Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life in Google in the Google Play Store or on iTunes. And subscribe, and you've got it, Derek. And 2018 is flying by. We already have over 7,300 registered participants. Two sports, bowling and pickleball, have reached their participation caps. We're also at capacity for softball, volleyball, and soccer teams. Other events are getting close to capacity, so, well, what does that mean?
2: Register now.
1: That's right. Today, don't delay. Now is the time to do it. Don't delay the day of your registration. If you have any comments or feedback for our show we would love to hear from you just send an email to life at seniorgames.net and our quote of the day is when you can't find the sunshine be the sunshine and that's by an unknown author until next time stay active everyone